Tell them you never know. Today's episode is brought to you by OnlySteves.com. OnlySteves.com is the only place to get exclusive content from Mike, like the YNK Podcast Plus, where we release two exclusive episodes every month. Or Music Premium, where Mike releases two never-heard-before exclusive songs every month. So head on over to OnlySteves.com today and check it out. We're, what were we just talking about in the kitchen? We were talking oh, just, about, uh, just about fucking Old Town. We're oh, here. Old Town, yeah. yeah. we're here in Scottsdale. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of hinted towards it, but in Nashville, my short time in Nashville, it was very apparent that Chase Rice is just one of the boys out here, you know? Because, like, <laughs> just, you know... Wherever we had, just it would come up, and we were we had a few nights where we were fucking yelling at each other on Facetime, trying to get trying to get together. <laughs> but I asked you how you felt about the nightlife out here. Um, oh, it's the best. So that's another example. Like through last year, me and uh, so John is my tour manager, mm-hmm. and he's like the first employee I ever had. Yeah, he's like, a good he was dude. a friend before he was an employee. Yeah, um, and we've somehow stuck it together. It's been sick, and I think it's through like through last year we we did a trip. He always does two trips a year with his uh, his high school buddies. Yeah. And a couple of them are cousins and family members and buddies. They're actually coming. Uh, we're going to meet them in Vegas for the last, the Jeep Open. Are you guys shutting the, are you ending the tour in Vegas? Yeah. Oh, man. That's going to be, that's going to be wild. Fuck Kane for that. That was not nice. I mean, it does kind of make sense. Talk about like a last hurrah. Like yeah. Vegas, it's hard to. If Vegas is in the middle of your tour, it's hard to like. Yeah, you don't want to restabilize. As long as you have you know like four I mean? days off. I yeah, mean. yeah. But the the boys are gonna come, and but one of our my point of meeting up with these guys in mm-hmm. Vegas, the Jeep open. Jeep is uh, Garrett, who's John's brother, and they just got a good boys crew. Mm-hmm. We've done them since we've done these trips a couple times. We went to Manchester, England, watched Man City yeah. play uh, like Arsenal and shit. But we did a. Uh, one was here in Old Town, mm. and we, we ended up at Bevy. It was during COVID, and it was a golf trip. And the guys are, I'll, I'll be straight up, the guys are fucking angels out there. Yeah. This, the single guys out there are having fun. Yeah. The guys that aren't single, dude, it's a, it's a good group of guys that are, that are good people, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. But we have the best fucking time when we're out at the bar, and um, we went to Bevy, yeah. And we roll in. They got the plexiglass up. I'm like, God dang. This is Scottsdale, huh? Okay. <laughs> I get it. COVID. I'm just going along with it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the bar place starts filling up. Bunch of the, uh, That's where uh, uh, Logan, mm-hmm. I met him last year. And all of a sudden, the booth next to us fills up with, uh, with the entire Phoenix Suns dance team. And I'm just like, just fell into your lap. What the fuck? Big, big fan what, of that what's team. What's going on? Who are huge, they? Huge fan of that <laughs> like, team. They walk in. I was like, God <laughs> dang, who are they? And the owner comes up and introduces mm-hmm. me to everybody. I'm like, God dang. This if you saw, if you saw what we've done to Bevy, <laughs> you'd be, Bevy is a. You'd be, you'd be shocked, but also like it would, it would fire you up. You'd want to run through. Like we've had some wild, like for a small place. I feel like in our time in Scottsdale, just this last 14 months, we, we've been here on and off. Bevy's seen the most of us, I think, more than anywhere. Has Bevy is, seen your dick? Yes. Seen mine too. It sure has. Seen your what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you pulled that out of Bevy? Yeah. I mean, Be- so all of our homies are like, all of our buddies out here are all like the Nashville, they're like the Scottsdale nightlife guys you know like so it's all their spots and we've just been ransacking it the whole time dude bevy is uh it's sick i love that spot bevy's but so to answer your question yeah i love this town. yeah that was my first experience and i i thought it was funny as hell because yeah i'm sitting there like if eight-year-old me knew like i used to uh we grew up had season tickets to the orlando magic that was back in the shaquille o'neal yeah penny hardaway days penny days nick anderson wow Scott Skyle, all them guys, yeah. Dennis Scott, and I'd watch the the uh, Orlando Magic cheer girls at halftime. I'd be like eight years old, I'd be like, "Oh man, I want to marry one of those one day. They're hot." Mm-hmm. And uh, and then all of a sudden, we're walking into a bar in Scottsdale, and and the entire Phoenix Suns just a layup from God or little piece of your childhood is like, in, just- sits <laughs> our, like I'm just like 
Man, I picked the right line on career day. <laughs> yeah. And, and the coolest part about it all is, is we've st still throughout this, even this entire conversation is like, you keep perspective on life and, mm -hmm. and don't understand that that's not normal. Like yeah. that's a, that's a cool thing to get to, yeah. to do and get to live out. <laughs> mm -hmm. And if you start, if you start going down for the actual deeper shit in life, that matters a whole lot more. And if yeah. you can hold on to that. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big deal. Absolutely. Do you, uh, speaking about women, you, you're a guy who's just been publicly, I mean, <laughs> just, just doing it. Publicly just, what? Just Mike? making the guys, making the other guys proud. You know, <laughs> yeah. making the other guys proud. Just yeah, for dating voice. babes, yeah. getting in and out. What was the whole thing with the bachelor thing? Like you, you dated the girl. That who, was fucked. Was up. she a bachelor? She was the bachelorette? Or was she just on The Bachelor? Uh, no, she was just on The Bachelor. Okay. Yeah. So you went and played a, you went and played like a, they, the producers reached out to you because they're trying to stir shit up. Because that's Dude, what they do. That was fucked up. <laughs> Did you feel <laughs> fucked up for doing it? No, I, 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 was, I was pissed at first. You were? I was, uh, that was, uh, so Victoria Fuller. Yeah. I don't even know much about it. I just know there was a Bachelor thing and like yeah. it was just, it went viral. She's a cool girl. Yeah. Like I, I literally have nothing bad to say about. Yeah. It. And she, her, and I started. We met on one of the social media deals. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I'm I, I'm not been on it since last December, and that yeah. was the night I wrote "If I Were Rock and Roll." By the way, which is fucking badass that I wrote that the night I got off of social media. That's like, hard. What the fuck do I do now? I'm like, if I watch a Springsteen documentary, write that song. Anyway, I love that, Victoria. We met on one of those. Mm -hmm. Met her at a show. It was during one of the literally, literally one of the times when I was uh, single. I don't even remember what year. Was this it was. like twenty? Yeah, like this was years back, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a while ago. It would have been before, or maybe I, it was after I was on you. But mm -hmm. anyway, um, meet her at a, a show in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have a blast. Mm -hmm. Go out that night. Mm -hmm. North Carolina's my stomping ground, so we, yeah, we had a blast. Yeah. And uh, she's telling me the whole time, she's like, yeah, I might consider going on the show. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, go on it. Yeah. Because uh, I'd done Survivor. I was like, yeah, you're yeah. probably going to meet some of your best friends. And uh, she goes on the show. I remember hunting in Montana, so it would have been around September. Mm -hmm. And uh, she goes on the show and and uh man I, the, some of the shit i saw on there i was like what the fuck is happening here just you mean behind the scenes of it yeah it's weird yeah what the fuck is going on here that's that, a big time operation the bachelor reality tv is a fucked up deal yeah and uh and it i is. didn't like it from my time at survivor like i didn't like putting the mic on and you, mm -hmm. you have to do this thing fucking every day. We we were on a show. We we, we know we did it. We did a show. We just did it in a way like that's so not comparable to the Survivor or the Bachelor. Like we were on the Esquire Network. We did it for this reason. So yeah. like we were like editing some of the scenes in our living room, and it would be on TV two days later. Like that, the Bachelor would never let us do what we did, and like we were able yeah. to guide it more. You know, but they're it, in charge of their own. But show, we fucking man. hated it. Like we did one season, and we we're like, yo, I can never do that again. It was very like, invasive because it was during our tour. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And that's like our time to like just have. I fun. loved it. You didn't like it so much. No, I didn't. <laughs> Wait, it was during a like a musical tour. Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck yeah! You couldn't do both of those. It was terrible. No, it was terrible. And he was dating someone. It was just like a. Yeah, I was, was dating like <laughs> it was Jose Canseco's daughter. Her name's Josie. <laughs> Yeah, she was a vibe, big vibe. Dated her for a while, but like it was just so. I can't young. imagine having a girlfriend, having Dude, it was a TV my first, crew. It was like really one of my like first girl. Like I never really like dated anyone publicly, you know. Yeah. So it was, and it, but it was. See, that's a, I will say not being on social media. Like is her you said her name's Josie. Yeah. Josie Canseco. Yeah. I mean, Ho Ho Jose Canseco was a fucking man, legend. But is she <laughs> famous or so yeah, that was public? She's like Victoria's Secret model. She's a she's a vibe. Good for you. <laughs> hey, same oh, caliber, you know? That's fucking great. See, I don't know any of this shit, though, because yeah, I'm not yeah. on. They did it for a, a long time. A lot, it was four or five years. Yeah. How'd you break up? To be honest, man, like, <laughs> I've we've talked about a lot. We talk about relationships a lot on this on this okay. podcast, but it's, it really, uh, to be completely, if I'm being frank, like, I never thought I could, like, I, I never, I really never saw it as something I could, like, actually last with.
yeah. just like as people. I was super attracted to her. Right. You know what I mean? Physically. Did she, she feel Phys- the same way? Physically. Yeah. It was, you know, yeah. it was just, we were like super passionate, young, passionate, right. you know, but, it, but as far <laughs> as like how, how the coexist factor of, of it and like where I want to go and like how I view things, like she's born and raised in Hollywood, you know, like it was just yeah. not really like super aligned and the physical attraction, like, as, my, as sexually or physically attracted as you are to someone, when you start to like really bump heads, they're not as hot, you know? And I think that she could probably say the same to me. Like you just lose, there's something about the aura of like when you're on the same wavelength with a girl that like she's so much more attractive, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when you're not, it's just, it just, not to say it's just, it just kind of deadens that. It takes the pizzazz out of like, just that. Makes that sense. Yeah, you know what I mean? And yeah. that was kind of where it went over time. Probably, probably lasted too long, <laughs> but we fucked with each other. But it was just yeah. like, it was hard, bro. We were touring our ass off. Yeah, that and sounds we, like it. And we were fucking idiots. Like, I, I've grown up a lot. Like, we, we were fucking idiots for a long time and just banging our heads against the wall, like, living like fucking, you know, like, really yeah. living like college kids, you know, yeah. like, and never change. Like, that yeah. was it. Barstool sports style. That was it for a while. Like, but, like, barstool sports back when it was, like, in the beginning. Yeah, the organic vibe. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. you know, it's uh it was a great fucking run, but we you know, doing reality TV, we had one stint of it. I mean, I I had so many fights with them, like I, it was so stressful. I, I was with the TV people? Yeah, just cuz like I I we we signed on to do it because we we and we did it with this network in particular cuz it's just like, yo, this is just going to be as a docu series. Yeah. So it's just like it's just going to be doc. Most of it's going to be my guys handheld like yeah. And they just have to, you know, we had this popular thing on the internet at the time. It was called Touring's Boring, which was a sarcastic, like, <laughs> almost like a play on The Office. It's like a mockumentary of tour life. A mockumentary yeah. of tour life. And we were, like, really ratchet dudes. Like, the crowd, the girls. It was very, it was, like, over-sexualized for a while. You know, just, like, mm-hmm. just not, not, I wouldn't say. It was what it was. Touring's Boring, <laughs> not the overall brand. I'm just saying this, the aspect of Touring's Boring was, like, a lot of tits and that. Like, like, going oh, crazy, yeah. you know? And like that's all it's about. Yeah, yeah, it just well, it was part of like. To be the, fair, we were like twenty five years old. Yeah, and we were. <laughs> and at the end of the day, what the fuck is wrong with that? Yeah, yeah and it was just like it was a sarcastic. Like you said, it's kind of like it leads you to where you are now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah, why would you not want tits and ass in your face at twenty five years old? Yeah. When like, you're on tour. And dude, like we didn't. I didn't think I was ever going to be doing what I'm doing. Like MTV I, happened for a reason. Yeah. Like, like I was making music, I was making shit. music, and then like it just happened super quick, and all of a sudden girls are going, you know, acting like we're famous, and we would like the, the it was like behind the scenes of that, like we were just like, like the girls, <laughs> like that was the whole thing. Like, I, you know, I don't know why they're doing that. We're just that was good. Out. That was good. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we just had a so that's how like we got scouted for the TV show. They're just like, but then they didn't want to do that version of the show. They just wanted yeah. to do a story on me, you know, and 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 our. The way we do it, like, you know. Did they do a good job of it, though? They did. Was they it did. Real? Like, I stand next to it right now. I like it. I think yeah. it's really good. The show's fantastic. We, but <laughs> I would never do it again. Right. You know, like, it was, yeah. and I, bro, I bullied it. Like, I fucking strong-armed, headlocked it, like, to what it was. Yeah. There were so many times they were trying to insert drama, and, like, I was just like, yo, like, my boy left. Like, he was going through something. He's, like, one of my best friends. Like, even looking back now, like, the way they depicted it, I wouldn't let him do it that way now. In the Bible, many people experienced name changes. And those name changes were very pivotal moments in their lives. You have transformed through your time here. And you need to have a new name that represents that transformation. I'm excited for all the journeys you'll go on from here. And I trust that you will impact many people's lives in the process. I'm honored to have known you. For now, your name is Steve. OnlySteves.com So Survivor was that way for me, and that's why I hated the fucking Bachelor thing. Because Survivor was, oh, so what do you think about uh, whoever? Yeah, so-and-so, yeah. And I'm like, in in my mind, I'm on first time ever being on TV. I got a mic on me. I'm like, how old were you here? 24, 25. Same. Yeah. 
and it was like that's crazy. oh you know she's you know, she's got pretty pretty hair it's <laughs> like I, yeah i'm gonna say whatever the fuck you want me to say we can't gloss over this survivor thing like that's a legendary show to be on yeah and especially at this time like you got to tell you got to give us a little bit more of this experience how like well overall. that's what it was it was like i i'd never yeah i've never been on anything like that i'm like what the fuck so yeah, how, that's a pretty legendary how, fucking it is how'd you, land, how'd you land on it? you just went for it i had a girl at uh carolina she played volleyball at carolina when i played football same time okay. frame and we were both graduated and she yep. i randomly woke up to text from her she's she knew one of the casters through her volleyball um career that was in charge of finding people for the show mm -hmm. and uh so they needed a country dude amy hits me up she's like hey would you be interested in going on survivor and i re responded sure why not like, I was like what the fuck okay uh that ended up happening obviously i didn't try i just remember i was working in nascar and, and so you was, had what graduated from carolina a few I years just graduated just graduated just like okay. months working in nascar working on my first record that was trash yep and i was changing tires and pit crew like the young up-and-comers for to become the you know cool cup guys whatever yeah it's called now and um she hits me up with that i was like yeah shit i'm making 17 grand a year 17 grand a year is pretty shit mm. and it's a test thing that they're trying to do so yeah i'd like a chance at a million bucks hell yeah but i went on as a nascar guy because uh you know i didn't want to be the musician that was like the bachelor dude that goes on and, yeah yeah Things. so that was a conscious choice yeah oh yeah i didn't want to do that and uh that's when i did that show and but it had a lot of that shit on it which yeah. was hey what do you think of was it real the the show was real absolutely 100 yeah. like what we were doing not eating all that shit it was brutal it was awful mm. so were you, su were you super challenged were you like extremely challenged during it like physically mentally yeah physically physically it's brutal because you're not eating that's a fucking brutal but mental it's uh you're not eating and all i wanted was to fucking get a meal and uh bro that makes you that has such an impact on who you dude, are if you two walked over to the door over there and started talking during survivor it's like i talked to you earlier about we're on the same page we're going to the end together but you're talking to, to mike right now that's how it was <laughs> the fuck are they talking for like you get yeah. i got paranoid you shit. get paranoid yeah crazy but you get paranoid it's like why would you not at the end you're of the day none of these starving. fuckers want you here yeah and you're starving and everybody's battling for a million bucks yeah why would you not how but, far how far did you make it uh i was uh second to last oh, or so second to, yeah second second on the show now so. did you see do you feel like that time is directly correlated to you getting a little bit of a kickstart in music? I think it helped a little bit in that sense because I didn't want to be the musician, dude, but Jeff, uh, Jeff Probst was on the finale, asked me to play a song, and I played one, and that, that album went to like seven on the iTunes charts. Wait, wait, wait. So they asked you to play a song <laughs> on TV? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Buzz what back, a look. Baby. Got my buzz back in. I'm feeling all right. It's a it's a fine song yeah <laughs> but I, it's not one i'd be real ultra proud of but yeah that, i wrote that with brian and uh i wrote that with brian and jesse the three three yeah. cruise writers originally and uh i think tyler might even remember that tyler that's a, all leads back to fgl but yeah um i sang that song on the finale that's a and look. jeff asked me to do it i was like well, fuck yeah now at this point in multi-millions well. and that album shot up to like seven overall genres on itunes mm. which back then was the way to tell so was that like a moment for you you kind of realized it was a moment you could do this? it went away but it was a moment but did you realize personally like for yourself like oh i could i could i could do this like people fucked with it because at that point I you hadn't I had could, any did you have oh, any success man, no. musically at that point at all i knew i wanted to do it yeah and i knew i wanted to do it and sing songs that I gave a shit about. Mm -hmm. But I had no idea that it was going to turn into what it's turned into. Mm. Yeah. And it, to me, it's not even close to done. Like, yeah. 
I'm in the middle. Like I'm not, I'm not, like I said, I'm not the one on the billboard out there outside of the Suns arena. It's Kane Brown. It's kind of, it's kind of a blessing yeah. doing it the way we've done it because it's like, there is a human element to like, when you reach, when you, when you have a goal and then you reach it and then you exceed it and you have this like mega success, it's hard to find yourself there and find your footing and be like, all right, what's motivating me next? Like, where does it go from here when I'm already here? I'm already at the height, you know? And, and then you can't even imagine in your imagination, like what is next to make you, to entice you and bring you and get you the fuck out of bed with the pur purpose and a passion for it, you know? And like, there's a, there's a gift to doing it the way you've done it, the way I've done it is, as you said, like, Very similar, yeah. there's just always something to, like, you know, and the little wins are the wins. So like, when you, can you celebrate the little wins and you put the little wins together over time, you're kind of never, you never have that nut, like you never get that fucking, uh, you know, like we're here, there's nothing left, you know, like there's nothing else. I don't think else. the people that get there even get that, most of them. What do you mean? You don't think they get the I've arrived? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I mean. I saw a document or some interview of Tom Brady that was like, man, there's got to be more than this. Yeah. I, I just think some people are built to want more. and For sure. I think the key is for me is like, no matter if I end up being the main name on that arena in a couple of years or next year, if that happens or doesn't happen, like we've talked about, like I want to stay me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hang on to that. Who gives a shit about it's the, that? It's the detachment. Like, this this thing, the law of detachment. Is, it's a book that, like, changed. I talk about it all the time. But one of the main laws, it's seven laws, and it's the law of detachment. It's just detaching from the results. What are you doing it for? Why are you doing it? You know? And then from there, the results are just, the re results are almost null and void. Like, it's gotten to that point with me. Like, I'm not really... I, I've never, all my results are long-term. Like the songs I've had go platinum, it, it took six years. Yeah. It was never on the radio. I didn't never even. It takes a you know, while. You know what I mean? I just, and like, you know what? It's just But a you have platinum songs. Yeah. Who the fuck can say that? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And man. it's, it's, you know, it's that balance of <laughs> Steve's coming to tap in nice, with you. That's nice, Mr. Steve. That's nice, Mr. Steve. That's Uncle Chase. <laughs> Yeah, dog. Uncle dogs. Chase. You got one lab, yeah? I got a black lab, yeah. Okay. <laughs> On your farm, do you have a bunch of animals or just, just a dog right now? Uh, I've got buffalo. <laughs> Love that. Those are sick. Love that. Your spot uh, looks like a fucking vibe. That's Dude, I got bit. 20 buffalo. I thought one died the other day. It was you fucked. you owned them? Yeah. What, what do you do with them? Just the aesthetical, like no, they're just like they're just like on the land. Well, right? they're on the land. I'll you know, I'll sell them for meat at some point. The boy's got some land. <laughs> He's just fucking accessorizing his. I'll, I'll be honest. I was like, man, I, I want to. First of all, it was during COVID. I was like, man, I want to figure out a way to not have to pay so many taxes to our government. Yeah. On the land that I own. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Livestock. Cool. Let's figure out a way to fence the got areas it. that. You know, he's in Brentwood. He's in Brentwood. Yeah, and I I love Buffalo, so they it's gonna look pretty suck. Cool, I haven't right? killed yeah. one yet. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna be doing the killing. We're gonna you gotta you know mm -hmm. take them to the plant. You gotta do it the right way. It's gonna suck. Have you developed personal relationships? With <laughs> no, they hate you. It wouldn't be like a dog. Like Have no, they hate them? you. They they would kill you if they could. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if they hate you, but they're not. They're not. They're not fucking with you. They're, they're not, not gonna. You're not gonna catch a vibe with them. Like my dog Jack, my my black lab. He's his name's Jack. This is making me wish Jack was here right now. Jack and Steve sound like a good, a good little oh, pair. Yeah, you good boy. They sound like a good pair. You good boy. Since the dawn of time, men have always loved to chug beer. In the old times of Bavaria, the men of Germany would spend their Oktoberfest drinking out of a festive beer stein. In the 1980s, fraternity brothers all over America spent their Greek week pounding beer out of a funnel. And for the last four decades, the world went silent. Then came the Chug Bud, the new revolutionary way to chug a beer. With the combination of a beer bong and a shotgun, this drinking device is scientifically proven to help you chug your beer quickly and easily. Oh, and did I mention it fits in your pocket? 
Go to ChugBuds.com and use promo code YNK69 to get 10% off your entire order. That's ChugBuds, C-H-U-G-B-U-D-S.com and promo code YNK69 to get 10% off your entire order. ChugBud, your beard just got a new best friend. So you've been out here playing a little, you playing, playing a little bit of golf out here. Yeah. You enjoying it? I suck at golf, but. You're an athlete though. Are you, are you a hit at a mile Dude, guy? Dude, we hit some. <laughs> Where's my phone? You got a video for us? You're going to have to give me this one so we can post I'll, it. I'll, I'll send it to you right now. God dang. This one's. It's me and uh, me and Logan. We swung to Logan the Logan can hit it. Logan can smoke. I've never he can hit it. seen a ball look like a home run more than him. He's a pitcher. Yeah, a lot of pitchers are great, are great golfers. Um, Jesus, he, uh, there's one I just sent to you. And then the, the second one I'm sending to you is a par three. That's far as shit, but it's, uh, it's got two, two flags. So you can, I was going for the left one and that one. I haven't gotten it yet. And it went to the right one. And I almost had a hole in one on the wrong hole. But, but you have a spot on the, on the Troubadour. The Troubadour, yeah. Which is a congratulations, a phenomenal investment, phenomenal lot. Um, but so, so when you got that spot, you're like, it wasn't for the golf. No, it was because I loved hanging out with the people, and I loved, I loved every time I left there. I was like, man, I was I was drunk as shit. Yeah, and Hell I had yeah. a blast that day. Yeah, and then one day I ran into Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, and mm-hmm. I'm like. That's that's when I started realizing I was like, man, these these guys are way, these guys are like way up on the totem pole, famous, whatever you want to call it. Like, man. Yeah, but they're I'm, good dudes. I got your videos. No, the, my point to all that was like they were good dudes. Yeah, I was like, damn, that's how people should be. Good looking hack. Is there two people? Yeah, in that one. Yeah, the next one was. I got incredible. you right here. What do you got here? A little what? Seven iron? That was a seven on a one eighty yard shot. You like my knowledge on that? Knowing it was a seven yeah. iron? How'd you know that? Fucking hammered that. So you had a good day. That hit the green. Dude, I had some good shots. I didn't have a great. You go out, time. you got you got guys boozing today when you go out there? At Troubadour? Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you boozing today when you're out in Scottsdale? Oh yeah. What'd you play today? What course? Uh is it Silverleaf? I have no idea. Oh. There's a bunch. I mean. Silverleaf, I think, was yesterday. Okay. Today was uh shit, I have no idea. Mm. Might have been Silverleaf. How was uh overall how has tour felt? I mean, I know you said you've been uh you got like a week left and then you're a little less than a week, right? And then you're home. Oh, it's been unbelievable. Yeah. Uh we I get home on Monday mm-hmm. uh, and then I start recording on Tuesday. It's been unbelievable because every show has been full if if it's not full it's like damn like portland or not not portland shit portland or seattle one of them wasn't full but i was like damn they're loud as shit man these people care Mm -hmm. um i think people are just ready for live music again yeah they're ready for a fun night again Mm -hmm. and we get to do that Mm -hmm. so um it's been awesome like I said, it's been Kane's crowd, mm-hmm. and it's, it's fun to go out there and. This sweet kid. He's awesome, dude. Kane's a good dude. Kane, Kane's I'm as so- real as it comes. Kane, he- I'm sorry I dragged your ass in beer pong. It had to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we did. I had a celebrity beer pong tournament, and I played him. Uh, but we had some good. We've had some good nights. He's come by the house in L.A. He's a sw- fucking like a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Dude, he, he's one of the real ones. I mean, he. Uh, yeah. John Party is another one of those guys he's a big fan and yeah I'm, love his music head too. over boots big fan yeah really yeah we fuck with john oh, party yeah, we're fucking on me. No, no we, we like john party. i love that john. song he's yeah. the best we like john party yeah. <laughs> yeah he's awesome i just like his i just like we're <laughs> i told you we're kind of like i i actually personally like Dude, john's a fucking best <laughs> i like man. the i like catch like i'm big into the catchy country music you yeah, know? yeah like i, I don't 
I have no, you know, qualms You're gonna about You're going to hate it. my next record. Yeah, no, but, no, but I like it all. Like, earned the Flower Shop's record that earned it. Like, the, this, this. It's like, a beautiful. Yeah, that's like a classic country record, you know? Yeah. I love that. Um, did so, Wallen sing on that with him? Yeah, he did. He did. You know, he just. A, he, well, he had another version out with the, with a girl. Yeah, yeah. He I think Morgan, that was kind of. A, that, that was a, like a later decision. I love it. I love it. Either way, it's a sick song. Ern's due for the looks, though. Ern's got the sauce. Everyone in, everyone in Nashville knows Ernest and is so highly respected and celebrated amongst Nashville. I just, I love to see. Because I met him when he had nothing. You know, like, he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't even know if he was making country. And I think half of Nashville, though. They're mad. Are they, is, there, is there that Might like that's be mad like, at oh, it? that's, well, that's not going to work. Mm. And I think the. The people who understand the actual, I don't know. I think there's a sales side of Nashville, and I think there's a you're just fucking good side of yeah, Nashville. Yeah, he's just talented as fuck and fun and nice, and people want to love to be around him. You know, it's he's got an electric, a little, he's like, he's uh, got an electricity about him, and I feel like, you know, I just, in my opinion, yeah, I've, seen it, I've seen it happen so quickly where I'm just like, I actually think he's like, one of the most talented guys, you know? I knew it when I met him, but he just didn't have the songs yet, but I saw him in action. Have you seen him freestyle and go off and go crazy? I haven't. I, I So when the Snow version of Ernest was happening, I wasn't part of that crew. Mm-hmm. And uh, all I ever kept hearing about was this Snow guy. Mm-hmm. Like, God dang, who the fuck the Snow guy? <laughs> and then Ernest started, you know, him and I started hanging out, Charlie Handsome. Uh, all good boys Wallen all those guys good boys and uh, uh, Hardy Hardy yeah. I met Hardy way the hell back Hardy's a talented guy too man. Hardy's crazy talented Nashville's full of it man Nashville's yeah. full of good good artists good yeah dude singers. I went and finished so I went there and finished my album when we were trying to get together and when I was there I was finishing it and I hadn't been I had never spent real time in Nashville and it's an inspiring place Cause you you go out like we had a place right on Broadway, right on the la- on the river, like so mm-hmm. it was like. You know, oh yeah, you had it downtown. I shit, I wish I'd have seen that place. I know. Yeah, we Facetimed. You I, mm-hmm. you were on Facetime one night. Yep. It's like God dang, where is that? Yeah, the place was sweet. Right we were there for just like what? What two months? Two months we were there. I think that fuck was during fuck COVID. Fine, it was a blur. It was like two and a half, maybe <laughs> two and a half months, but yeah. we we fucking loved it, and and I just felt as a musician who makes music alone, you know, like I really do make music alone. It's an alone thing for me. You know, yeah. I just feel so free. You want to be alone? Yeah. yeah, I do. Like I was talking about when I went on stage, I was like, damn. I, I feel, feel so like free in there, man. Like, and and I just, as much as I actually, like I, I do always, I actually, it's actually very fruitful when I am in the room with people. Like when I get to be with Charlie or Ernest, fruitful as fuck, you know? And I, and I see it, they inspire and bring shit out of me. But I don't know, just being alone, you're speaking to it right now and it's why you're so excited about your next thing it's just like when it's personal to you i don't know it just became less like a job and more like an actual hobby like something i like something you love to do people give hobby a negative terminology but like what does it really say when it's your hobby when it's not about the money when it's not about what it does for your life it's truly just what you want to do you're called to your hobby yeah, you know, and like that's music started said, as that's a what hobby. You said, detaching from results. I mean, that kind of is a yeah, hobby. Yeah, but you should think about how society tells you what what to think about a hobby. Really, like look yeah. at our Super oh, Bowl. Oh no, take it serious. Is this a hobby or fucking? Is this your fucking? Life? Yeah, exactly. Your job? Negative like, connotation. There's a negative connotation yeah. to it when I'm actually like I feel like I've gone backwards, and then in 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 the return of that has been more fruitful than when I took it like a job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, I agree. And, yeah, and it went it went there for me. So everyone has their own version of that. It's just I feel like I've gone backwards too, but backwards don't always mean less success. I mean, shit, you could have more, or you could have less, but either way, you said you're happy. But then it's just it's a nice it's a pretty liberating feeling when you when you realize. Do you feel like you're having more success now than you've ever had? Yeah, for sure. And see, that's what I always try i don't even know if i have touch of it like I, am i having more success now than i did in 2013 i think it's a little easier know. for me to gauge because it's it's, it's truly independent so yeah. like we're there is no like there's no plays being made it's just like we're making a bunch i make a bunch of music and i fucking put it out 
And you, you know, own your masters. Everything? I do. Yeah. 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 I own mine, but it reverts to the label. So they're making the cash off it right now. Mm-hmm. If I have to sell big here and it's coming up. <laughs> you going to do it? Once I can sell big, it's. So I'm going to sell. The, I'm, I'm in the process of selling the Mike Stead catalog, which is, uh, you know, I have a platinum song. There's a gold song. But, but you own the masters. On. Yeah. That's all huge. of it. That's fucking huge. Yeah. So I'm going to get a good bag. It'll be my first real, you know. I've I've had I've re- we've built a very successful business oh, yeah. surrounding the music like I don't know we we do in the country space I feel like the merchandising side of it isn't as much of a focal point we're like in the you know we're our world like the merch and like clothing and fashion that aspect's been super important for us like in our branding and also just as a businessman like monetarily speaking it's been huge you know and then just doing entrepreneurial side of things surrounding the music has been beneficial as fuck for me but what i will say is like after because i did it so long and i went brick 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 and i just put tons of music out over time it became valuable like some of them hit you know but the overall piece of it you know it's just a lot of fucking music you know so well it's sold in a stream like crazy yeah I mean that owning your masters on that is huge. Yeah, yeah, and we're in a, we're in a good spot. I'm enjoying it, and I I really don't think I'll ever do a record deal. You know, where I I just have so much fun doing it this way, and I feel like me and you are the same. We talked, you were talking about it in the beginning, and I didn't get to kind of interject because you were we were just starting out. But the fame thing, like I could just tell it's not what it's about for you. And like, dude, I I mean I purposely have not there there were good deals, and I just. Like I purposely was my main decision for it was like, man, I have I'm good buddies with Post Malone. I'm good buddies with some guys like Johnny Football Manzel. I was friends with him through the peak of that. Seeing what it does to you and like not being able to go outside and like be regular and shit. Like I love being regular. You know, like I really don't I'm 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 scared of like giving up control of saying like, you know, like if it is getting too popular, I would just chill. You know, like but if you're in contract and they got you rocking and rolling, like it gets to a point what happened to Poster, you know, these guys are special talents, so it's right. it's an anomaly. But at the same time, I do love being normal, you know, like and I could tell you do too. Just like I like going to the bar, just me and a few buddies. You yeah. know, like oh, I, I like love it. I like doing, you know, like, you know, and growing up and and kind of growing through this in Los Angeles, I saw it's not really like that. That's why I love the country guys, the Nashville guys, because I it's, think there's a, there's a time period. I mean, uh, it was I think it was Dr. Dre who mm-hmm. said it during the uh, documentary they did. Yep, yep. On the uh, what was it called? The Defiant Ones. Yes, with Jimmy Iovine. Right. And Dr. Dre, I think it was, it said uh, he said music is a young man's game. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, I think there's a point. Twenty eighteen, whatever. Now thirteen, whatever the fuck people get famous at mm-hmm. to 30 something mm-hmm. early 30s probably mm-hmm. where it's like that's what you're chasing yeah and then if it happens in that time period holy shit hold on tight yeah if it doesn't yeah i think you're actually better off yeah <laughs> yeah like there's a quote there's a dude there's a comedian who's just talking about this and he's like if you have a chance to live to live your life without an audience do it you know, that's and like, as free as you can ever be. Yeah, and and it's also just like a very. It speaks yeah, to the that's... time we're in a little bit with like, the audience. If you think about it, the audience has become the creators too. Like, everyone on with a phone has a chance of becoming a fucking famous person, yeah. especially with the TikTok aspect. So it's just like, I don't know. I don't know what age it was specifically for me, but I, I could tell that it's kind of it, it's a core value thing first. But like yeah. every young person. Every young person, I feel like, not every maybe, but majority, fantasize about what being rich and famous. The, the it's glit, a cool the glitz thing. And glamour and like, what is that like, you know? Yeah. And, and then when you have an opportunity, we're both kind of in a unique position where you, you kind of experience fame yeah. and the rich, you know, the glitz and glamour of, of having, having wealth and having attention. You get a taste of it. You actually get behind the curtain see what it's like you know like you've been behind the curtain you know you're not like i feel the same way i've seen the a-list lifestyle and I, it's 
or even B-list or even just celebrity lifestyle. And I think can, I'm still a C-list guy. Yeah. I think we live right there. You settle there. I'm hanging out C-list in the C-list C-list is where you life. settle and just have a good life, you know? You get the fruits You get the fruits of your labor, but you're not fucking trapped in your house because you can't go outside. Awesome. You know? Yeah. Hell yeah. Man, it's uh, either way. Yeah, either way, like the way it is shaking out, I feel like both for you and I, it's... And I feel like the way it shakes out for everyone personally, it's 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 tuned to you. It's tuned, it's, it's fine tuned to like what your value is and what, yeah, you know what, what I mean? Want? I feel like you're actually living, you're, you're right You're right in the fucking stream of what you're supposed to be doing, you know what I mean? It feels that way. Like, and if it comes down to your music being you, the fuck else would you do it for? That's the best. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm loving right now, man. I'm yeah. Like, man. These songs, music, call it whatever you want, but these songs. Right. And just me enjoying what I'm doing now, I'm like, God dang, this is fucking good. Mm-hmm. If it ain't as popular, eh, whatever. What would you say as a musician is your favorite aspect of it? Is it being on stage or is it creating? Uh, if you had to pick gun to your head, yeah, one, one, what was your favorite? Um, fuck. That's tough as shit. <laughs> it's a question coming from a musician because uh, I like that question. Creating. <laughs> creating because yeah. that's the one moment, like the, the few songs I wrote by myself on this next record. Yeah. If I were rock and roll, bench seat, and life part of living. Life part of living. Um, I, I cried in all three of the songs mm. I was, like while I was writing them. I was like, God dang. Fuck, Isn't it? This is fucking me up. It literally... That's, I have the same answer, and I would have paused as long as you paused because I love I love performing too. But there's something really it's something really crazy about shit that as you get older you kind of can pay a little bit more attention to this. That shit that actually makes you feel alive. Yeah, like it actually makes you feel. Because I know I know how being on tour is, and I know when you get a certain level, you become a popular musician like yourself and. People loving your art and praising your art it just becomes civilian. It's regular. You I know? think it's yeah. Fuck. Good point. Becomes civilian, you know. But that when you're that moment when you you know my point of saying that is it you get a little numb to it and and personally I feel like when you're not feeling you're not really alive you know like and you, the shit when it, that's how I feel when I make a song that feeling when no one's around. And I'm That's genuinely smile on my face, like moved or happy or just in the moment, time goes by so fast, like nothing matters. That's the shit that as you get older, you realize you just want to spend most of your time doing that. You know? That's the, that's why I landed on like creating because there's nobody around. Mm. I was literally by myself in a, either my living room or my breakfast room or one of the fuck, coffee room, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Like, it's when you know you've done well I and you have a coffee room. <laughs> That's what I was like, damn, like coffee room. So goddamn but, but. Stop going so hard on yourself if you've got a coffee room. You've done okay. <laughs> God, I do have a fucking coffee room. But, um, but it was just me in there. And it was me, I was crying and I was by myself and there was nobody else fucking watching. Alive. And I felt really fucking good. When you're doing it on stage, you're performing. You're doing the what we're doing right now. We're in front of we we know we're not alone. Yeah. If I'm alone, I'm in a place where I'm like, oof. You, I, you don't want to see that. Let's dive into this real like quick. It. What do you uh, how how do how do you rate your alone time? Are you a guy who cherishes your alone time? Do you kind of want to get out of it when you're alone for too long? Like so, when I wrote Bench Seat, mm-hmm. Bench Seat was the third one that I wrote by myself on my next deal. It was rock and roll, then life part of living, then bench seat. Mm -hmm. And when bench seat, the idea came to my head, my buddy that almost shot himself, Mm -hmm. it was a Friday, and Wednesday was when he was at my house, and Friday was when I came up with like, oh, fuck, there's a melody, there's an idea, there's a God. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking like, fuck, I don't want to fucking do this. I stood up, walked into the (laughs) other room, I was like, I put my hands on my head. I'm like, I don't want to fucking go here right now. But yeah. I, I also looked at my phone and I'm like, I have nothing else to do today. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I can't not. 
write this right now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's when that's when I wrote that, and it was it was a battle. I I remember thinking like, God, I do not want to fucking do this. Yeah, because I knew where I was gonna go with it. And yeah, I, it's a fucking depressing song, but mm-hmm. sometimes those are the best, bro. Real shit. Yeah, I love I it. To, yeah. I love it. Well, honestly, man, it's been, uh, for a guy who I've talked to for, I mean, again, I think, I think it dates back to 2016, but yeah. to be able to sit down back. and have this kind of type of conversation has been fucking amazing. I know you don't do this a lot. I appreciate you coming. I never do this. Never do it. Yeah. But I like doing it if it's real. It's been a dope conversation, yeah. man, really. And, and again, we don't really have a, it's usually athletes and I don't know. It's just Two musicians is like, yeah, we're in the same place. It's a different thing. Too. Yeah. It's, and, uh, you know, just to get a line finally and, and get to tap in has been great. Where are you going to be? you have any idea where you'll be mid-April? Uh, I'm be doing Tortuga. I know we're doing t- Tortuga, but that, I don't, I don't, I think our schedule is pretty inconsistent. So okay. COVID. We got us, we're open to the tour in, in uh, Nashville on the 20th or the April 19th. Where are you at? So if you're around Marathon. Dude, marathons are shit. We sold it out, but there's just nothing left. Like we were gonna try to keep upgrading. The the next the next places up from the marathon, I'm sure you probably played these places. Uh they're kind of like less like venues and more like fucking museums. With the Ryman Auditorium. Yeah, they're seated. They're, yeah, they and they're just classic and yeah, it's we like can't very do seats. classic country. Our fans can't Ryman, do seats. Ryman Yeah, you wanna you wanna party, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like it could work. Like you could stand at your seats and it'd be fine. But like these, these are also just like, I don't know. It just felt like I want to see. I want to see one. I want to see come. one of your shows, you dude. Are they nuts? I think love I've it. seen videos. <laughs> you like, it. God dang, that's a fucking party. You'd love it. Yeah, it's it's a big like when I was saying earlier. Like even when the the music was just like not even close. At least now, like when I got with Charlie and I had this idea for the sounds. Why I got with Ernest, like just taking ambiance of like how country music makes you feel. Because I love country music, and I just love being outside, the fucking sun's out. Like, you know, I love urban music and rap music. I like a lot of different music, but there's just something about the way it makes you feel. It's uplifting, and I'm I'm a positive, trying to be as positive of a person as I can, you know? So I wanted to bring that feeling to, like, what I do and my own version of it, you know? And, like, I've always been an artist that never really fit in in any, any community, I was kind of, I, that's why I do it the way I do. Yeah. Like, it's not really anything. It's just kind of its own thing. And we just, I felt like that a lot too. In my yeah. Career. Just let it rock, you know? But uh, to me, I got closure with that a while ago when I, uh, there was a phase where I wanted to be accepted more, have a good cosign or somebody, you know. And by the time I got a good cosign, Post was the first dude. Like, I almost did a deal with Post. He, he's the first big artist that, like, kind of opened my eyes. He's like, I hear what you're doing. Like I, I had had to switch from Mike Stud to Mike, and he was the one that like really gave me like he doesn't even know this. I don't think I've said this to him, but just like gave me that little push over the edge on like just the switch and just like going this way sonically. You know, if you rewind five years later, the music's different. You know, he probably saw what you wanted to do. And yeah, like, and he knew me for me presently. He did, he knew of Mike Stud, and he knew he had been to one show. He saw, and he's just like. He's like, he was actually the one that told me to be Mike because I didn't know I wanted to switch from Mike Stud for a long time and I just didn't know what to switch to. And he was like, Post was the one. He's just like, bro, you're the biggest Mike I ever met. Just be Mike. <laughs> just be Mike, man. <laughs> Who cares? Like, what does it matter anyway? You Why know? did you want to drop the stud? Well, one. One, because the name was Mike Stud. Yeah. <laughs> First reason is because it was Mike Stud. Mike no, Stud. but Mike Stud had this. So, so. Tangibly speaking, there was a, a connotation that came with Mike Studd that was like, oh, that's that like white college party rapper. You know, like it kind of had that like, even though it wasn't by any means mainstream, like enough people had heard about it and kind of generalized it in that pigeonholed it, I would say. Yeah. Like, and, you know, for real reasons, because that's who we were. You mm-hmm. know, like when I was doing that. Do you that, think Eminem ever wanted to change his name? I don't know. Because I, somebody question. would say that, uh, like at some point, somebody would. Yeah, like say that. I just, I, I also. But now he's such a fucking bro, legend. He owned it. Think about way. what you're speaking to this whole Be interview rabbit. about why you're excited <laughs> about this music, like because it's aligned with who you are to the core. Like, 
for me, Mike Studd was like this ego version of who I actually am now. Yeah. And it felt like it, need, it was like skin that needed to be shedded. Yeah. You know, like if I continued to be Mike Studd, you know, when you were talking about being ashamed, like I can relate to that's why I was digging on that. Cause like I can relate to that, you know, and I've had, and I've actually realized it couldn't have been anything other than Mike Studd. <laughs> Mike Studd was so. It had to it be was, that at that point. All of that was life. important, yeah. you know? But, you <laughs> know, I, I sat here who I am when I made the switch and I was just like, for years I'd wanted to, to the point where I was like, who am I going to listen to? I have to listen to my intuition on this, yeah. you know? And I made the switch and Post was like kind of a, a catalyst for it. Cause he just, he was like, one gave me the cosign on the sound and the vibe, like, which making music in your room can be a little isolating. Yeah. You know, like I'm not writing with anyone, you know? So it's just but like- But they hear who you are. I just do what I do. And, and, and to have somebody at that stature, just who I respect as far as just like, understanding of what's what's good you know yeah. he gave me that little kick over kick that, in the ass you know oh, he's good yeah he is good he is good have you got connected with him at all not uh no he's around he, he was he loves country music too you know yeah like, i i think he would like probably what i'm doing next probably yeah he likes classic um, country a lot more yeah than, i've yeah. seen some shit of him doing it but i don't think he would I also don't. I have no idea. I don't yeah. know him at all. But I know. I mean, you'd love. You guys, are him and Wallen connected at all? You would get. Yeah, kind of through Charlie. You would okay. fucking love. If Post I was here, Charlie you would love Post. He's the fucking, I guarantee we'd have a blast. He's the coolest dude. He's but no, vibe. I don't know him. And, and that's another thing is like when you start even like people start collabing. Like I have a I have a song on my next record called Can't Leave Oklahoma and it's with Reed uh, Reed Southall. Mm. And he's from Oklahoma, and he's he has, his band's called Reed Southall Band, and they're fucking badass. I saw them play last year. That was a coincidence. But I loved them. Same agent that I had almost my whole career. Love that. And I had no idea that she was even involved with them. Um, Meredith Jones, she's the best at CA. Love that. And, and then the next song is Boy Named Banjo. It's going to be the last song called Goodnight Nancy on my next record. And we're going to do that together just because we wrote it together. Mm -hmm. It's like, and Reed's writing, finishing up and working a lot on Oklahoma right now, but it's, uh, it's real collabs. Like mm -hmm. organic, organic. If you connection. and I were to collab or, yeah. or me and Post were to collab or you and Post were to collab, like it's got to be yeah. organic. a real collab. Yeah, organic. Like who gives a fuck? Like I'm not. I feel like country uh, from an outsider, country is probably like, I think all y'all are the, like, the country dudes are just the coolest. They're regular dudes. And like it honestly feels a lot less competitive. You guys all want to be the best, but like there's like a mutual respect and kind of a collaboration feeling in the air versus like being in Los Angeles. You know, it's just not the same. And it's a cool, like a little fraternity of dudes who like kind of all cut from the same cloth and, you know. My just, favorite people in town are that way. Even Lainey Wilson. You want to throw a woman in there? Mm. I know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Dude, Lainey Wilson? I don't know her, but I've heard she's... Is fucking badass. I've heard. But she's also, for me, like, if you were going to ask me who I would collab with as a woman, like, it would I wouldn't even consider anybody other than her because mm. I don't know anybody other than her. Yeah. Like, why would I just go do a song with somebody? Because yeah. it's going to be cool. But Lainey is the shit, and mm. I've gotten drunk with her at the bar. And I've seen how she really is as a person. Mm -hmm. That's fucking cool. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And and I'm just bringing a woman in because I know everybody thinks it's popular to do that these days, but no. Yeah. She's badass as fuck. Yeah. She's better than I am at yeah. the fucking time. There's a lot of great young talent in Nashville. It's a great fuck. I feel like it's a, I don't know, great collaborating community. I want to be a part of it. Hopefully I can get some goddamn, I mean, I'd love to have a spot like yours. When did you get that? 2015. 15. Yeah. So you've been there for a little bit now. Yeah, hell yeah. It looks badass. Dude, I mean, we'd, I we'd, like, we'd love there. to get a, we're looking in Nashville predominantly, but it, we've been getting our ass kicked. Been, hey, I'll, uh, I'll text you. Um, yeah, so I, I start a, in a week from yesterday. I start on my next record. Mm -hmm. And then, so I'll be there for two and a half, three weeks recording. Okay. Y'all come on by and check it out. I'd love to come by. Even one night if it's a party song, I want to throw it. Good night, Nancy. I mean, that we, was, we should was, write some shit anyway. 
no matter yeah, what. Yeah, we, we could also write one and record it the same yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, I know your style, like whatever the style you're going with right now is what you need to go with, but we could definitely do some cool shit. Well, sure. All I ask is that there's an acoustic guitar involved. Yeah. If there's an acoustic guitar involved and I would play it the way I'd play it, yeah, but we can let's just, just write. write to that. Yeah, that's right. If yeah. it has tracks and, it, and you start bringing other shit in, that's okay. But you can match that to my style, and that's what a true collab is. Like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, let's write the tracks, and it has to be only tracks. Yeah. Like, no, let's mash up what the fuck we do best. Are you a, are you a sit down? Your writing process, you sit pen and pad. Are you writing? Yeah. Are you writing? Uh, are you writing lyrics before music? I'm doing both at the same time. It ha they have to match for okay. me. It has to be like, yeah, it has to. They come together at the same time for me in my head. You'd probably be shocked at how I record music. <laughs> I would love to see it. It's so fucking running. But it's, it's fucked so up running gun in my head. Oh uh, yeah, you'd be you'd be blown away. Most of, like Kane saw it. He's just like, what's going on? He couldn't keep up, kind of thing. Well, not even that. Just like it's just like I'm literally like we're in a party. I just like pull the mic. I'm just like, and I'm just and I'm engineering myself. I'm just punching in right there. Like it's just a. I don't know. It's like a fucking stream of consciousness almost. Where I'm not like even, I'm not even a singer or like musically inclined necessarily. I just kind of like, I get a feeling out. I'm a big like freestyle. I never write anything. And then usually yeah. when I'm freestyling, I'm a freestyling for melodies, but usually when I'm freestyling that melody, there's a fucking obvious lyric that comes from it. You know, that's, that's how I am. Like, it's not like one comes before the other. It's like, yeah. these two are fucking meant to be together mm -hmm. from the mm -hmm. get-go. Yeah. So you're gonna do what you said a few weeks you've got a few weeks devoted to making the next record is that what's next on your docket for the next like 10 to 13 songs yeah and then if we're missing one we'll obviously can i can it. i get a, a verbal uh contract right now that you're gonna come to a show of mine absolutely dude i would love let's to tie to one show. on at the fucking mic show you know <laughs> let's tie one on dude you're coming to our show tomorrow and i say I'm ours because it's canes and mine and restless road yeah but I want to come to fucking one of yours. Yeah, bring the buffalo. <laughs> you guys got to be we there. We would also probably sell a piss load of tickets if we did one show together. You can come out and fucking sing a tune if you want, <laughs> hey, too. If we did one want. show together, that would be sick as fuck. Let's do it. Hey, you know what? That almost happened, though, in L.A. that one time. I remember. I remember. That was, that was, fuck, that was way back. Is that you? Wow. That's John, my tour manager. This is He's a fucking rock star. We were, talk, we were talking earlier. Yeah, like I said, we were buddies before. We like so, together. so to, to speak to that, we didn't you have a job to work. Together. Said you've been together like a decade. All with every single guy in here. Well, they're the best guys. It's the best guys. Exactly. That's how I feel about a lot of the country guys. Like I never really. I have main. Most of my friendships are in. I used to be an athlete and. I feel like athletes listen to my music. That's like my niche, you know, that they're the ones who really got got it going for me. So most of my like friends are in that space and I love the athlete guys, but like as far as musicians, like Post was the only one, you know, like and Post is just so different, you know, like he's not what you think he is, you know. I think people know who he is now, but yeah. for what people thought he would be, he's not that, you know. But I feel like the country guys, just a bunch of good dudes, man. Nice guys. Yeah, I'm sure there's some guys. Yeah, but fuck it. There's some dicks that Dirk Spentley. Who likes that fucking? Oh, guy? That guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bad. <laughs> Clear that air, man. Um, but yeah, it's been a been amazing to connect. We'll yeah, this has been a fun night. We'll come see you. Uh, we'll come see you guys. Fucking. Y'all yeah, come hang tomorrow, tomorrow and then, well, dude, I, I'd love to come to one of your shows. Yeah, and I'll, dude, I'll get up and you're play coming, whatever you want. I would love to have you come out and play a song. Oh, Hell man. yeah. That'd be sick. Yep. Yeah. You could play Cruise. <laughs> it's probably my best. Yeah. <laughs> song, did, song did okay. Pretty big one. <laughs> song did all right. I love that song. But yeah, man. Dude, that uh, song fucking killed It's me. been super, it's been really, uh, really dope to get to know you a little bit more. And for all the nights that we, uh, all the nights that we couldn't, our wires got crossed and we didn't get the hang we didn't get the hang we made up for it tonight we so. finally nailed it down yeah yeah cole swindell i came i got to the table like oh man he just left I'm like fuck this guy <laughs> yeah it nah, happened yeah. 
It happens. <laughs> you guys are uh, you guys are Broadway legends though. Broadway and just Nashville legends. I've heard I've heard the legend. You guys are we always out be about famous everywhere, but goddamn it, Nashville. <laughs> yeah. we you guys have done well in Nashville. <laughs> Hell yeah. So man, it's been great. I appreciate your time, man. It's been Dude. fucking awesome. And do I we have to. Uh, do we have dinner? Are you texting Bruce? What? Bruce is there, I think. We well, text Bruce. Oh, you guys had dinner like an hour ago. He says. Mm -hmm. Logan understands. He's been he here. He's been here. Yeah. Maybe we'll pull up. Oh, is TT here? Yeah. Well, dude, let's go to dinner. Great guy. <laughs> yeah, we'll come. Yeah. Great. Fuck yeah. Cheers, boys. All right. Cheers. Good fucking time, man. Dude, that was awesome. All right. Great combo.